Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. G'day everyone, Lauren Kress, the business scientist here. Hope you're having a lovely week. Happy Wednesday. So I've done two things again. That's interesting. This is like not totally planned, but I did have the perfect interview to follow up with our topic from Monday Motivation. So today I'm speaking with Sana Turnock from Courage Unraveled. Courage Unraveled is a podcast and it's also a program. So uh, I just thought that was great because we've been talking about self-doubt naturally follows on to start talking about courage. How do we make courageous change? That's what Sana is an expert in. So that's what we're going to be speaking about today. If you want to find out more about Sana, about her podcast. Oh, and that was the second thing. Sorry. So the other thing I did is I'm interviewing another podcaster. <laughs> Got a lot of podcasters on this show at the moment. That's that's not done intentionally, but I do love chatting with podcasters. So yeah, that's that's the second thing I've done uh, completely by accident. And I highly recommend going and checking out what Sana is doing. So I'll put the links to her show, to her LinkedIn profile, website, all that kind of stuff. Sana is also an author as well. And she has this amazing journal that helps you make courageous change. So I'll link everything in here for you to find out more. Uh, if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to Friday's podcast, there's a special offer in there as well, particularly if you're really struggling with getting clear on the message that you're going to put out there and make it really crystal clear to your prospects what it is you do. Even if the results are a little bit nebulous, even if the process, if you're kind of like, oh, it's a bit hard for me to explain what I do because it's tailored, have a listen to Friday's podcast. There is a free book for the first 10 people. I'm not keeping track of who clicks through or anything. So they could all be gone. They could not be gone. I don't know. I don't know, um, but really, really awesome uh, offer there for you to check out and find out more. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to leave it for you to go check that out. Uh, so, yeah, without further ado, let's get on to the main part of the show. As always, if you know anyone who would enjoy this, who would get a lot out of this, please share it with them, brighten up their week, give them something that would be useful and help them to make courageous change. I think that's this is just such an exciting topic to be talking about and sharing with you. And if you can, for the 12 episodes that I'm giving you a month, it would be great if you could support me for the work I'm doing. So. If you're in a position to do that, if you're kind of like, yeah, I buy Lauren a cup of coffee once a month, like that's no big deal. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help support the show. So you just need to go over to Kofi, it's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress. And in exchange for $4, you get 12 episodes a month, which I think is pretty good. I'm really pushing for people if they can to do the monthly support. So $4 a month rather than a one-off thing. I do really appreciate the one-off thing as well. And either way, if you leave your name on the Kofi page, uh, I will give you a shout out on the show. But if you can do it monthly, uh, it just really, really helps me to keep this show going. There's a lot of work that goes into putting 12 episodes out every month. All right, there might just be a little ad break here and then we'll get on to the main part of the show today. 
Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Asana Turnock here. We're talking about courage, and I'm really excited, and, and change, right? So I'm, I'm really excited about speaking with you, Sana. To start with, tell us a little bit about you and, and what you're doing at the moment. Sure. Well, look, firstly, thank you very much for having me on the program, Laura. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, as I mentioned earlier to you, and I'll let listeners know that, um, you know, I was a little bit challenged by doing a live because normally, you know, as a, as a podcaster, I um, choose to just have things recorded so that you can delete and edit all the stuff that you don't want people to hear and it becomes more smooth. So who knows what's going to happen today? Um, what's happening today? So I wear two hats. I have a day job uh, where I'm a business advisor and I work for a, a small business in the southwest of Western Australia and we help pretty much businesses from pre-start to start-up established, right? And we cover all aspects of business. We can even touch on branding, right? Um, <laughs> and then I also have a, a project called Courage Unraveled and that's really a platform for people to step up and into their, their courage, whether it be in business or life. And, you know, a lot of the times, you know, we look at when we talk about business, we look at the practical elements of it. Well, courage, the character strength of courage is we're looking at the, the, the kind of the back end of stuff, you know, the psychological aspect of what it takes to, to step up in your business, to step up in life, to, you know, in your health um, and, and to really embrace change. And I do that actually, yeah, sorry, to do, and the way I do it is through the podcasts, um, the Courage Unraveled Journal, and if people are interested, then they can see me face-to-face or, you know, at a, at a, with a session. But ideally, the aim is for them to kind of work a lot on their own. Got you. Now, I'm really curious about this courage aspect of, of what yeah, we're sure. talking about today because I think that, it's like it's it's really interesting it's actually you know we, you and I were chatting a little bit before we we kind of hit live and it's something that keeps popping up lately I've just seen it like um kind of in conversation a lot more things about confidence things about uh you know getting clarity and then having the courage to kind of fulfill the things that you need to fulfill to take yourself somewhere else how do you do you think there's a bit of a zeitgeist around this at the moment like people have kind of had a bit of a pause had a bit of a chance to reflect are you seeing there's this sort of change or do you think it's it's kind of the same as it was in in 2019 uh <laughs> don't know about that i think this i think covid sped things up a bit you know um in terms of business as well, business and life, you know, people people have had the opportunity at least once, you know, because of COVID, 
you know, they've either had weeks or months to sit back and reflect on what's happening in their business and in their personal life. And and some people, you, you, I'm actually want to take a bit of a, a back step or answer it in, in this way. You asked you asked a question of me uh, before we went on air, and the question you asked was, um, oh gosh, I don't even have the question now. It was something about what what does courage look like? What, why do people not step up? And, and be courageous. Mm. And I had a few answers for you there. One was people, you know, they're afraid. Okay. The other one is they're, they're too comfortable. They just like where they're at and they don't want to challenge themselves. Um, the other thing is that they're not aware that they kind of need to make changes. Other people might be aware that they need to make changes, but they're not, or they're not ready to make the change. And also they don't know their direction, mm. you know, Um and that makes it really hard. But once you start to know your direction, that's when potentially, you know, you, you might get stuck with where you're currently at and you know you've actually, you know you've got to go to the other side, but you're a little bit scared, you're fearful, you're uncomfortable. And that's where the courage does need to step, step in, you know, because if you don't have that sense of courage, then you're going to, you're going to remain stuck. And being courageous allows you to become unstuck. And you will learn new things about yourself simply by taking that one step forward at the very least. You might need to take a few steps, but at least one step forward. Does that oh, make I, sense? It does make sense. And I, as you were kind of saying that, I was thinking about myself, right? Yeah, and, you know, yeah. you you mentioned this before about the live stream as well, right? So I was thinking about, like, when do I push through and kind of go at the moment for myself? Like, when I'm like, mm. I'm scared, but I'm going to do this anyway. And when do I not do it, right? And I was thinking about for me, I'm like, what happens is if the goal for me is valuable, if I'm like, oh, yeah, but like it's worth it, right? If the fear feels worth, like pushing through this fear feels worth it in what what I've learned, I'll do it. But if it's like, like I've got some really weird fears, like I don't really like going shopping. Like like I will talk on stage. I don't yeah. really like a supermarket, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's a crowd, yeah. Person, right? So I'm like, you know, just going to be like completely cars and save. Look, there's some weird fears that I have. And then it's got to be like this negotiation with myself of like, is this worth it or is this not worth it, you know? So how does that work in terms of change? Like, what you know, when you mentioned direction, mm. do you think that sometimes people aren't, sort of having that courage because maybe it's not actually the direction they want to go like how do they kind of figure that figure that part out well it depends it depends on self-awareness you know how self-aware are you depending and also depending on what you want to have changed some people need a map truck experience in order to go gee you know what i really need to make changes you know whereas for some for others it's more subtle than that you know because they're aware they're able to pivot pivot and adapt um just better than those people maybe who are a little bit more fixed in in personality or character. I would like to talk a, a little bit about courage, and that is what, what I love about it. It's a character strength, right? It's a really important character strength, and it's part of the positive psychology uh, virtues. That's, it's like there's one of 25, and it's, it's in there. And when you really think about what it is when it breaks, when you, when you break it down, there are components of, you know, strength, of grit, and resilience all in there and when you start to flex this is what I call you know you, you flex your courage muscle or you cultivate your courage muscle in order to flex it and if you do it often enough 
you're going to build on your strength. You're going to build on your resilience. You're going to build on your grit. Mate, we all need that in life, you know, just in our life circumstances as well, obviously, in business, right? We need that because we get hit with obstacles on a regular basis. Then when you work the courage muscle enough so that you build the strength, the, the uh, resilience and the grit, what you're also doing is moving into the area of self-esteem and confidence, right? So it is such an important character strength to really cultivate. And I use the word cultivate and I use the word train because it is like going to the gym, right? If you want to flex, if you want to grow muscle, you've got to go to the gym and train. If you want to learn how to be a really good meditator and you have no idea how to do it, you've got to find out how to do it. And then you start sitting, sitting, you know, whether it be on the floor, in a chair, and you, and you work yourself, you know, you, you start off small, you know, small, sorry, five minutes at a time, 10, 15, 20. It's like the same thing with, with growing your courage muscle. You don't need to climb Mount Everest. You don't want to set yourself up to fail if you're not ready for that kind of step. But if you don't like cooking, right, and you, or you're not very good at it, but you know what, you, you want to prepare a family meal and you want to create something amazing, well, just do it and just go, I just want to be creative. I just want to make it fun. If I make a mistake, I give myself permission to make a mistake. And what's the consequence? It's not going to really be a consequence. You know, so when I talk about courage in this capacity, I don't talk about the hardcore stuff of, you know, like you're, you're fighting in the military. I'm not talking about being in a war zone. I'm not talking about that at all. That's, that's different. That's a different level. Right? I'm, I'm talking about everyday stuff that, you know, some people might find cooking to be, you know, easy, so easy. You, you talking, you know, you said to me you had you spoken to 200 people now through your podcast. Talking live is easy for you, Right. Um, but for someone else, mate, they need to step up into their courage to be able to do what you're doing. You know what I mean? Hundred mm, percent. I think yeah. this is that point around you know kind of strengthening it like a skill. It's a really interesting one, and I think it's a really important one because we hear about these things like in you know in various areas of life. You know, so for instance, like empathy, people talk about like or creativity. People talk about these things like yeah. you either have it or you don't have it. Courage. Mm. You either have it or you don't have it. And if you don't have it, oh, well, like you're not that type of person. And it's sort of like people can end up identifying as in like, well, I'm just not someone who can, who does that or I'm just not someone who can do that. So when you're talking about seeing this as something that you can train in and something that you can build as a skill, where does that start? Like if we talk about someone maybe who would really say like, I'm not courageous, I very much stay in my comfort zone, I, I, I don't like things to change, um, where do you start with someone like, one like that and, and where can they end up by building that kind of courage? Sure. Let's call it the courage muscle. <laughs> Look, it's like, it's like anything. You've got to step up to the plate first. You know, you really, you really have to say, yes, I'm willing to be committed to make change happen because – you know, if you're not willing to do that, then, you know, you can't force someone to do anything, right? So they've just, they need to have that awareness first. They need to know what is that they need, they need to change and then are they willing to make the change? So if they are, then they start creating steps to be committed to doing that. And those steps, I'll use the Courage Unraveled podcast as an example, right? So this is, um, this is probably a good way to, to, to explain it. So I created the Courage Unraveled, Courage Unraveled project for a number of reasons, one of which uh, was COVID, right? So there was lots of stuff going 
you know, going down. We all know that. And working as a business advisor for Business Advisors Southwestern Peel, I was dealing with a lot of small businesses who were in trouble. Like they were in real trouble. You know, they were going through a lot of pressure. Businesses were closing overnight. People were being laid off. So there's pressure, there's anxiety, there's stress. And I, you know, and I had this courage and rebel thought about podcasts in, on my mind for a long time. But I thought, you know what, there is a place for courage now. I need, I need to sort this out now. And, uh, and so podcasts were the way. So what I did was I created the first series and that was community. It was really about South, well, it ended up being um, small Southwest business owners mostly, but we were learning not about their business, but we're tapping into the story behind the business and who they were as local community leaders and that kind of stuff. And they all had, you know, some really important stuff to share about fear, being uncomfortable, uh, whether it be in business, whether it be health scares, all that kind of stuff. So when you start to listen to these stories on a regular basis, it's like daily, and then you listen to them again, what it's doing is it's having this unconscious kind of positive habit starting to form in your mind. Right. So at the very least, for someone who may be in a fix, not really willing to make a change, if they were to, able to just listen to these stories um, and be open to that, that's the first step. You know, it's a soft approach and they can just leave it there. Right. The next approach, so the next step is, ah, Sana's got a courage journal. OK, well, I don't want to work with anyone else. I just want to really work through things by myself. So then they get access to the courage journal and they can also still listen to the podcast, you know. Um, and if that's not enough, then they can either get themselves a coach um, or come and, you know, have a session with me or if they're in business, go to a business mm-hmm. advisor, you know, that kind of stuff. So it doesn't necessarily have to be revolved around me, but there are steps in this in this Courage and Rebel initiative that will assist people to go from being closed or frightened, you know, or, or uncomfortable to slowly opening them up. Um, for those people who have lots of courage, don't need this. You can just have the. You can just listen to the Courage and Rebel podcast, and you you think great. There's stories. I'm connecting with people. But for others, it's it's a tool. It's a strategy to help them train, grow their courage muscle. And it can be really hard, I think, at the beginning when you're first sort of like acknowledging that you're uncertain and fearful. And like you say, like with COVID, it was like all of a sudden, I mean, I I spoke to a lot of people at the time who were talking about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it was kind of Mm -hmm. like, we've gone from a lot of us being, you know, potentially if you're like in a secure business that's doing well, you're in that kind of top kind of two levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs where you're kind of more like in that growth mindset of, Mm -hmm. right, you know, how do we keep moving forward? And I feel secure and I've got a, you know, strong self-esteem and all this stuff. And then it's like people have been brought right back down to those bottom levels. Absolutely. I don't know if I'm going to have money to pay the rent, right? Like it's pretty like, so I think that's so amazing that you've, you've brought, put, put something together that really is, like you say, it's the time that people really need this. Uh, Do you kind of think that, like there's people who are kind of surprised at like that, you know, going from security to insecurity and going into that uncertainty. It does, do you think that provides opportunities for people? Like how do you kind of see that? Like do you have like a there's a silver lining to this or what? what's your perspective there? Well, I think the first thing is get comfortable with uncomfortable in business and I've actually got that on my whiteboard just here um, because you know, 
Change, is, change happens all the time. Just when you feel comfortable in your life, you know, there's always something that will throw a curly, you know, and, um, and COVID was a big one, you know, just for the world really. And for some people, there have been amazing opportunities, like just amazing, just, you know, they're quick to, to think outside the box and then create businesses out of COVID or from COVID. Then you've had businesses where they were crippled, you know, they at the knees, they were just closed down overnight, like I mentioned before. There are a lot of food, you know, um, cafe is a great example, you know, they had to close their doors and so a lot, certainly down where I live, they decided when they could to open up um, and allow for takeaway. So, and some of them did weren't takeaway businesses before, but then they had to they had to pivot. So it, it introduced the opportunity to pivot and to adapt. So this, to me, definitely takes courage because you actually have to rethink your business model. You know, if you've got one, some people work the business intuitively; they don't even have a have a business plan. You know, um, but for others, they know that they've got to move in a different direction because otherwise what they're currently doing isn't going to work. So they've been in a level of courage or confidence and able to, to move forward in that way. Um, then there are others who've had to close down and start again. You know, like that's massive. Especially if they've had a business where originally they were, they didn't, all they needed was word of mouth, they were really successful, and then overnight they've lost everything. Like I'm not sure what it's like in Wollongong, but down this way, I, you know, I'm in wine country, I'm in beautiful artisan country. You know, tourism was hit overnight. Um, mm. So wineries were closed for, for months. You know, a lot of the tourism, the venues were closed for months. So this, this was one of the hardest hit areas in terms of tourism uh, because that's what it relies on. The it relies on is the tourism dollar. So there was, yeah, lots of things that needed to change. And some businesses were, were good at making those changes and other people are still stuck and they're still um, they're quite anxious about it. You know, especially with what's happening in, uh, from September with the government um, you know, making some changes to JobKeeper and also to job seeker that also potentially can um, or will influence expenditure, you know, in the last quarter of the year. And then that's going to, of course, impact on where we live and the businesses yet again. Um, and they've got to be ready to use their courage, flex their courage muscle in order to pivot and adapt again if, if necessary. Yeah, I, I kind of see it as like there's this... Um there's this kind of, I, I want to use the word heightened awareness in that sense of there's this awareness all of a sudden of like how uncertain things actually are. Because I think like prior to COVID, it's like, it's not like you said as well, like business is never certain, like business is never a sure thing, right? But it's mm -hmm. like, we are used to having a little bit of a crystal ball. We're used to having a little bit of like, okay, here's what the data says. Here's what the trends say. Okay. Now I'm going to like make some decisions based on my best guess, which is a pretty good guess of like what's going to happen over the next six, 12, 18 months. And then all of a sudden <laughs> it's like, where my crystal ball go? <laughs> yeah. Like, where, how do I how do I make decisions? So, I mean, I'm curious about you know you, you mentioned the the journal that you kind of put together. Like, can you share some insights in terms of like as people are going through that process of kind of thinking, okay, like where's my crystal ball? What am I doing? You know, you've talked about pivoting and stuff, but you know what what does what does your kind of solution look like in terms of helping people to to reflect and adapt and 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 change yeah sure look for me it's it's always about the psychology of the mind you know um tony robbins 
talks about, you know, business being 80% mechanics and, sorry, 20% mechanics and 80% psychology. I kind of agree with that, you know, with mm-hmm. some of the stuff that you were talking about earlier and also just listening to some of your other interviews um, with other people and people have brought that up and so have you, but you haven't used those terms. Um, but so if you can get it right up here, you know, through your belief systems and, um, yeah, because a lot of times the belief systems, the, the habits, the patterns are what, required changes in order for you to just unblock and then um, move forward in your business direction, your life direction, your health direction and the relationships and the, so the relationship you have with yourself, which will then open up relationships with others. It always comes with here and here. So the Courage Journal is, it focuses on self. It's really not a business tool per se, but by working through it, it will definitely help you in your business if that's what you want. It will definitely help you focus on self and become a better person. I think at the end of the day, everything everything comes back to you. When people want to make changes to their relationships with others, for example, I always think it comes back to the self, you know, just check, checking in all the time. You know, what are you okay. doing or not doing? What actions are you taking or not taking? I was just thinking as you were saying that, you know, like I think, because uh, you know before you and I had a chat about like oh, my courage actually has heaps to do with brand as well right and I always oh. try to bring it back to that kind of like okay well how is this helping people from a from a personal brand building perspective and a thought leadership perspective and you know with what you're saying like I was actually just thinking about podcasting as well because I'm like yeah. so you know you you were like I launched this podcast kind of to to help with this problem that I was seeing yeah. out there and I think that's we've kind of seen a bit of it and and for people out there listening to this and watching this like if you've got something to share at the moment in response to everything that's happening I kind of think like this is it like you you do it or you don't do it right like you you can't kind of sit on it like did you have that kind of were you hesitant like yourself like I'm curious (laughs) about your own courage around your show right yeah I'm going I'm to tell you, Lauren, I'm a technological Luddite, right? So, so when, I, when I thought, yeah, do some podcasting, what? You know, like this other person in my, this, the dialogue I was having in my head was, you're going to be crazy, Sarah. You have no idea about it. Everything doesn't work for you. You know, I'm surprised that this is working live for us right now, right? So, I jinx it. Yeah, no, I'm not going to jinx it. No, it's all good. We will, we will continue to the end. But, um, but I had to re- I had to learn stuff from scratch, and man, I was you know I was creating stress and pressure on myself about technology, and now I've gotten to a point I'm, I'm really so much better off for it. It is a fantastic learning curve, a steep one for me, but a fantastic. Um, there's still a long way for me to go, but I'm at a point where I feel okay about you know editing and putting most things together. I do have someone helping with sound production, but. Um, but that was that's a great example of someone who has no idea about technology and is working through fear, like really, you know, and bumbling along until I've gotten to a point where people who listen to it, they say, wow, that actually sounds really good. So I, I think, okay, I've done something right. And thank you, I've done something right. So um, I'm just going to keep heading in that direction because I'm getting the feedback I'm getting is good. So um, something's working, you know. But, yeah, that's that's a personal example of definitely finding the courage, working through my fear, being really uncomfortable. But I kept on thinking, okay, what's the end result? I actually didn't know what the end result was going to be either, right? Um, 
in this case. I just wanted, I guess the, the drive for me was to get the message out there to community that was so much stronger than anything else. You know, if I could just help them out um, in some capacity because I was sitting in, a, in this chair most of the time. I was sitting in the chair listening to people's um, stories and where they were at and I just felt really inadequate, you know, um, in some instances, I thought, what can I do? Because there was nothing I could do, you know. Um, but then when I started to think through this, and I also was, um, I spent a bit of, I've spent a lot of years on self-development, so I've, I'm very comfortable in that field. And one of the gentlemen that I came across were, uh, is a guy called Robin Sharma, and he talks about, uh, well, he brought up a study that was, to do with it doesn't take 21 days to change a habit. It takes a minimum of about 66 days to change a habit. And that comes through the College of London. It was quite a small study. And I thought, yeah, you're right. And that's when I started to think through the, this Courage Unravel project. I thought, well, okay, people start listening to the podcast. That's, that's six episodes per series. Okay, that's not enough necessarily to break a habit. Okay, what else can I do to help them break this habit or create a new positive habit? okay, I'll create a journal. And so the journal is there to help you work through your courage and grow your courage for for close enough to a year, yeah? So I'm thinking, okay, that's enough. And if they need to speak to me personally or speak to someone else, that's great because then, then they're building on that. So hopefully, you know, the call to action would be that they go through these processes and by the end of their year, they will see some shifts and changes along the way positive ones, you know, where they feel more confident and they have more self-esteem. And they go back and, and if they've documented it, they'll go, wow, I remember a year ago, in my case, I know I do that podcast. Okay, now, six months in, wow, you know, I know something about it and I'm feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to say shout out to Bill Sherman. Hey, Bill, how are you doing? He says, Sana Turnock, your story of learning podcasting is a great example of reshaping your content to meet your audience where they're looking for content. Yeah, great point, Bill. Yeah. So Bill Bill and I actually just met recently. We were talking about thought leadership and content marketing. So it's a really interesting point, I think, because you are in a business advisor chair, right? And you actually yeah. are dealing with, with yeah. businesses and trying to help out there but you yeah. kind of took that into a new medium and started going, okay, hang on. How are these other ways that I can, that I can help, which I just think like, firstly, just good on you. I just think that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but also like from a payoff perspective, right? Like, cause again, like this is the thing I think for a lot of, a lot of people, you know, and it, it kind of saddens me in some ways. Cause I'm like, people have so much talent and people have mm. so much to offer and contribute. And they're like, it's like buried treasure. It's like, they've kind of gone, Oh no, you know, like I can't put myself out there. Um, yeah. and it, and it all comes back to that, that, that courage piece, right? Like, absolutely, um, yeah. Absolutely. You look like you, need, you want to say something. I want to hear oh, what you have oh, to say. What you were saying when you talk about being visible, and, and that's that's a very interesting word. We run a workshop here on visibility, and uh, well, I run it from time to time, and it was based on a Facebook group that I was a part of, which had ten thousand people that had signed up. Right, ten thousand women it was a lot of numbers, and essentially they called. It was an entrepreneur type Facebook group, right? But all of these people that kept on commenting, they were saying, this is the first time I've put myself out there. This is the first post I've done. This is the first photo I've taken. I thought, my God, you guys are 
gals, you know, you're entrepreneurs and you're scared to make yourself visible. Okay, yeah. so they were stepping up into their courage for the first time, even though they were, they call themselves entrepreneurs. Like, you know, and that, you and I, you know, we're in front of a camera, uh, you know, we're on LinkedIn, so we're putting ourselves out there and to us that comes naturally. But for these people, their first post, you know, it blew my mind. And then I thought, wow, that's, if we've got hundreds of people within that 10,000 group, um, that collective, that feel like this, what are people feeling like down my, you know, my neck of the woods where they live? Um, so that's why I started to, I, I created that particular workshop on let's get visible. What does that mean? What does that look like? Take baby steps. It is about being courageous. There is no doubt it's about being courageous, you know, moving through your fear to, um, to move forward in business and life essentially. It's really interesting because I know still on LinkedIn, it's something like, okay, so I heard earlier this year from Karen Tisdell, who is like LinkedIn marketing guru. She was like, it's been really stable that like on LinkedIn, only about 3% of people post. It might even be 1%. I can't remember. It was less than five. It was like tiny, tiny, tiny. And she's like, this has been consistent for like year on year on year. So it's not wow. like as the platform's growing, you know, we're starting to see more and more people posting. It's like the same percentage yeah. is um, a posting. And I'm like, isn't that crazy? Because like LinkedIn is a, is a business platform you know, like, but we, we connect on a human level. I mean, we're talking about stuff that isn't just business, yeah. but like, I'm kind of like, uh, why, why are such a small percentage of people posting on this amazing social media platform where actually I find people are much kinder on LinkedIn. You're not mm. as likely to get trolled. Like people are a bit more, you know what I mean? Like if you're on yeah. Twitter, yeah, you might get trolled. <laughs> but, but LinkedIn, it feels to me anyways, maybe I've just surrounded myself with awesome people, but it feels pretty safe. So I'm like, why is it? Why is it such a small amount? You were saying like in this Facebook group, same thing. Like I just, I don't know, do you have it? Sorry, that's a, that's a. It's a random question. Like, it's all right. Look, you know, I was thinking, I have thought that, but, and I think it, well, to my mind, I think, well, clearly very different platforms, you know, you're dealing with professionals, but also professionals are pretty busy. You know, they're really busy people. True. And do that and do they have the time to spend on, on LinkedIn as a platform? You know, maybe they might do it at night, you know, when they've when they want to relax a bit. But your social media, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, you know, people are on there all the time, you know, at different times of the day or night. And and so I, I think it's definitely yeah, it's definitely a different group that you want to market to or you want to talk to, or you want to connect with. And and I remember listening to one of I think it was the power of networking, uh I can't remember the, the person's name, but I remember I heard snippets of that and how the person was talking about, you know, people wanting to connect with them and they were pitching to them. You yeah, know, Christine, Christine the Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah Christine, yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's right. So, and that's what I don't want. I don't want people pitching to me. I don't want it to be a, a, a place where people go in and pitch and it's just cold. I want to be able to build relationships and build connections that are genuine too. So I'm with her in terms of um, happy to connect with people on LinkedIn, but I want to, kind of know you or um, I want to just yeah, get to know. So perhaps there might be a collaboration process down the track. Um, I want there to be purpose behind that, not don't sell me, you know, and I've got a list of people that have been trying to sell me and I don't, I don't friend them on LinkedIn. I just I don't have the time. <laughs> well, the, the time pieces are really interesting. We're going to have to wrap up in a second, but I think it's an important one because, 
to me, one thing that I think that really helps and it, it goes back to courage and branding, right? Like I think that when we kind of see that other people are putting themselves out there and doing it, we kind of feel like the opposite type of fear, like that fear of missing out. <laughs> and like, I'm not necessarily saying that FOMO is a good thing, but it is nice <laughs> to see other people doing stuff and putting themselves out there. And you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe I could do this as well. <laughs> right? Well, look, there's that perspective and there's also the perspective of um, they they feel even smaller because, oh, my gosh, that person's doing it. I don't have the courage to do it. And then they just shrink even further back into themselves. Mm-hmm. So it is a, it does come back to self, self-belief and self-esteem, the courage to step out and acknowledge that, like really acknowledge that and go, what do I need to do to be that person who has the courage who's had the courage to be able to put made themselves visible you know um so yeah you could it could be the FOMO aspect that, that gets your butt moving or it could be something else um <laughs> so I want to ask you one more question before we sure. we go which is so for people who are doing that right for people who are kind of like seeing stuff like this and retreating rather than feeling like oh, I want to do that too like sinking back into themselves what's the thing that they could do right now to start challenging that what's and it could be go listen to your podcast right but what's the what's that kind of first thing they can they can do to go back out instead of going going yeah sure I think the first thing is to have the self-awareness and the presence of mind in that moment to go okay why am I actually feeling this like right there, let's try it. And it's, sometimes it's really tricky to do, right? Because it's, again, it's about, it's a habit of being able to, to catch yourself in the moment. That, that takes practice. Um, so there's that. If you can catch yourself in the moment and go, okay, what's happened? Why am I feeling like this? This person has put themselves out there and I'm like, why am I feeling all these feelings? Okay, and see what, what you come up with. Um, and then and then let it go. And just be kind to yourself. Like don't, don't. Beat yourself up. That's the other thing. Just be kind. Whatever, whatever answer comes up, you may like it, you may not, but that's okay. But that's the first thing. Yeah. Then, then if you if you know that you're going to want to make some changes, albeit slowly, like I mentioned earlier, do the pod, listen to the Courage and Rebel podcast first. You know, grab yourself a journal. Um, and if you want to take it further, then you know, then that, then find a coach. Um, you know, get in contact with me. Business advisory. Southwestern Appeal, there you go, I'll, I'll say that uh, for us because we are a free service for small business in, in the southwest of Western Australia and in the Peel region. So people can access us uh, if they're in small business. So um, I think there are a number of right ways and I believe I've probably covered it. So thanks for that question, Lauren. <laughs> Sana, thank you so much for your time. Out of your lunch break, I know you have to go back to work. So if people yeah. want to find out more about you, more about your podcast, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, sure. Basically, just jump onto courageunraveled.com and that's two L's and you will see the podcast there and you will see the journal there and you can, you know, just make contact if you wish to. So that's, that's the easiest thing. Joy, um, and also Joyful Living with Sana Turnock on Facebook. Awesome. I'll make sure I put the links in the comments as well. Sana, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks, Laura. really enjoyed it. Thanks, everyone. Oh, and now you've done a live stream. <laughs> that's right. I have. Yay. <laughs> Courageous muscle in action. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Sana. Bye, everyone. See you. 
All right, guys, that's it from me for today. I'll be back on Friday to share the live stream that I'm running at 11 a.m. this Friday. Haven't decided what I'm going to be talking about yet. I've got a few different ideas that are kind of brewing at the moment. So we'll see if there's something that you think, oh, actually, it'd be great if you could talk about this topic because I keep seeing it popping up constantly. Like the live streams on Friday, the seen and heard episodes are about things that have popped up that are related to us growing our online visibility and growing our brand and growing our business. So it's things that I'm kind of seeing over and over again that I'm either being advertised or I know my clients being advertised or my clients have brought up. Uh, So if there's something that you're like, oh, this would be really great, tweet with me, jump on LinkedIn, whatever it is that you like to do and let me know what you think. Uh, You can tweet with me at laurencrest89 or come find me on LinkedIn. Just look up Lauren Cress, the business scientist. All right, guys, until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the summer fun sale July 29th through August 8th and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $27.29. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course... 35% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your local Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.